Hey there, all you ghouls and goblins. Radio 85.9 proudly presents Horror Zoid with your hosts, Stevie Scares and Natalie Nightmare, talking all things horror from the 80s, 90s, and today. Today's episode is brought to you by Larry's Lanterns. That's right, Larry does lanterns too. Let Larry light your way this Halloween. Calling all Zoids. Welcome back to another episode of Horror Zoid, everybody. I'm Stevie Scares. And I'm Natalie Nightmare. And today, it is all about Halloween because as we are releasing this episode, it's the weekend right before Halloween. It's coming up. We're really excited about it. Best uh, time of the year. Best time of the year. We've got the leaves falling off the trees, all that good, beautiful shit going on that you usually <laughs> see this time of year. It's it's the best. I mean, it's yeah. why we do what we do. You know, mm-hmm. Halloween, it is our everything. Yeah, it, it really is. It's the, the gateway holiday to a horror lifestyle. And we Yeah, we wouldn't be here if it weren't for Halloween and all the spooky shit surrounding it and all the spookiness that it's given us over the years especially those movies i mean literally when natalie and i met the one thing that we joked about and laughed about is you know the best time of the year and the best thing to see is you go to the store like at the beginning end of august beginning of september and you Mm -hmm. start to see all the special edition dvd (laughs) blu-ray releases of your favorite movies walmart's Uh, were always so fire for no reason at all like even this year I think they still, I don't really see like Blu-rays a lot. It's pretty much mostly DVD, but I think they had these like cool glow in the dark ones or whatever this year. And they're always so fucking cool. You always see those end caps and little special displays of spooky movies. And if you go even further back movies and like those little Halloween audio CDs of spooky sounds. I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. Little read along, sing along type stuff. Yeah. It was that, yeah, that stuff is total nostalgia for me, but yeah, I was getting ready to say the special edition covers on all the movies and DVDs and books, Mm -hmm. you know, you go to a books a million or a Barnes and Noble. Now you're going to see all these special edition covers and stuff that everybody's releasing for their books their anniversary editions, like this year we got Lost Boys, I think was, it's like the third, is it the 35th? Yeah, yeah. 35th anniversary of Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. You've got 40th of uh, Halloween 3. There's mm-hmm. a lot of them. Yeah, great, great anniversaries. Uh, I think Night of the Demons, one of the Night of the Demons movies. Yeah, yeah Celebrated think, an anniversary I this year. I think you're right, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's why, again, that's why we do what we do because Halloween has given us so much. You know, this is our our Christmas. This is our Super Bowl. <laughs> this is our World Series. Yeah. This is what we look forward to all year. And uh, yeah, we're celebrating today by talking our favorite movies. Before we get into the movies, though, I do want to say again, thank you to everyone for your support, listening to us on all the different platforms. Yeah. Remember, give us a review if you can. Drop us a line. Uh, let us know how we're doing. If we're great, tell us. If not, tell us. We want to know what we can, <laughs> you know, throughout. You think... You think we like sitting up here talking like idiots? We really do. <laughs> we really do. But we want to not be idiots. So yeah. drop us a review and it helps push us up the, the ladder and helps get eyes on us. So yeah, yeah. We're, we're, but again, we're very grateful and thankful for everybody who is listening and following us right now on all of our platforms. Remember, we still want your ghost stories. Send them in to horrorzoidpod at gmail.com. We'll do another ghost stories episode. Yeah, and that was next a fun time, one. It was so much fun. And next time we'll get to read... 
everybody else's ghost stories. Yeah. You know, you, we've got plenty of them. You heard ours. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, yeah, you know, of course we have more. We've always got more. Uh, but we want yours, too. 100%. And that's what we're looking forward to getting. Uh, so, yeah, send us any 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 stories you've got. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are now, you know, we've got Twitter. We've got Instagram now. Some additions to our social media platforms. <laughs> yeah. So if you're not following us on there, go ahead and follow us. We have... Uh, Natalie posts great pictures and I say funny shit. So I yeah. think those are great reasons to follow us on. <laughs> That's a, that, I yeah. think you said that pretty perfectly. Yeah. Right, right. So follow us wherever you can. We're all over social media now. Uh, but let's get into it. It's Halloween movies that uh, shaped us and made us the people that we are. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we can talk Halloween without starting with Halloween. Halloween. So Halloween, of course, uh, if you don't know what it is, I don't know how you found us, but uh, (laughs) Halloween, of course, uh, 1978, John Carpenter unleashed this low budget phenomenon onto the world uh, about a guy named Michael Myers, who we know nothing about, but he escapes a mental institution and goes to kill some fucking babysitters. Yeah. And one of those babysitters just so happens to be Laurie Strode, played by the iconic Jamie Lee Curtis. Lover or hater, she is an absolute uh, megastar in the horror world, and she's given us a lot over the years. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. So, yeah, Halloween. Um, uh, but really, I think the one we need to talk about the most is the one that uh, <laughs> just came out uh, as of the recording of this episode, came out a few weeks ago. Halloween Ends, uh, which is the conclusion to the saga started back in 2018 by David Gordon Green and Danny McBride and that creative team, mm-hmm. giving us a new journey uh literally you know 50 you know what is it 40 years 40 later years 40 later, years yeah. later after the original john carpenter's halloween it negates all the other sequels so mm-hmm. this literally starts its own lineage from 2018 to halloween kills to now halloween ends yeah i feel like as uh as the sequels went on i feel like i saw more people shit on them um i'll say right now i've i love all three of them uh, 2018 was absolutely phenomenal. I really don't have anything that I could say in a negative way to that movie. Um, a lot of people didn't care for Halloween Kills for some obvious reasons. We kind of talked about that a little bit on the Slasher episode where even though at this point I think it's just funny now that we all bond over uh, Evil Dies Tonight. <laughs> yeah, Evil Dies Tonight is one of the best things to come out of this new trilogy of Halloween yeah. <laughs> movies. Uh, of course, it's set infamously by Anthony Michael Hall playing the latest version of uh, Tommy, uh, the, uh, the 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 kid who was babysat by Lori mm-hmm. on um, on the first Halloween evening back in 1978, and uh, and I love that. I love the the that we got that catchphrase. I love. I want to see it on T-shirts all over the place. And, Agreed. Yeah. Uh, I think I could maybe make that happen. I think we could, yeah, I think I think we uh, I think we might be able to do something there yeah uh but uh but yes halloween kills i loved halloween kills but i am one of those people that just wanted to see utter brutality so if you call a movie halloween kills you better deliver and And it it, did oh yeah uh, there were some some shocking kills in that movie shocking to say the least yeah Yeah. and a plenty um but yeah i mean it's definitely it's you know the movie's gonna have some flaws but I don't really think it was as bad as everyone kind of talks about it. But, you know, Halloween ends with it coming out has been very... Polarizing. Di- yes. Um, Divisive. When when the credits rolled on that, I know I kind of 
I probably had like that furrowed brow. Like I really had to process because it was so much in one movie. It packed a hell of a punch for for one film. Uh, I mean, obviously we have the story of the ending of Lori and Michael, the thing that Mm -hmm. everybody wanted to see, but uh, you and I were talking beforehand. Which I'll go ahead and say right now for anyone who hasn't seen it, spoilers. Major, oh yeah, spoiler alert. Major we just spoilers. need to put that in effect at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> yeah. We're going to spoil a fucking movie that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to hold back on our podcast. No. So, yeah. So, uh, of course, the final showdown between Lori and Michael, which to me was very satisfying. Yeah. But, I, but you and I walked into it. We've mentioned this before. We were just talking about it before the show. We understand that you can't fill 90 minutes to two hours with just them fighting. Right. I mean, if that's what people expected and they didn't get, mm-hmm. I mean, you were foolish to expect that. Of course, you're not going to see Jamie Lee Curtis, a woman who is in her 60s or 70s now. Yeah. Fighting Michael Myers. You just, it's, you know, that was unrealistic if you expected that. But yeah. this, to me, delivered something that I, I, I welcomed, which was this new character with Corey to kind of taking on more of the the main antagonist role of the film mm-hmm. and these kills. Um, and and, and uh, I believe his name is Roan Campbell, a great, terrific young actor yeah. who came out of nowhere. I really liked Corey. Oh, my God. He came out of nowhere and just fucking surprised the hell out of me. But he did a phenomenal job with this new character who was given a tough task mm-hmm. and trying to kind of take up the mantle while Michael Myers is in a weakened state in this movie. Right. Which, how else did you expect Laurie to win if he's not in a weakened fucking state? Honestly, at this point. Do they want her to take down a fully strong fucking Michael Myers? Right. And I mean, I think that's what people expect, but, you know, any movie, no matter which movie, which timeline, which director, they all have these super Michaels. You know, it doesn't matter. And that's one thing with Halloween Kills that I I was kind of fascinated by is that he was weakened a lot more than he ever would have been with just fighting Laurie. Like, he does get, like, a mob beats the shit out of him. Well, and that's why I love the, the people who are defending it saying that this isn't, this wasn't supposed to be, this was never Laurie's battle with Michael. This was Haddonfield's battle right. with Michael. And I feel like that was the big focus, you know, I don't remember if it was you or someone online that said, if you're a Michael Myers fan, you're not going to like the movie. If you're a Halloween fan, you're going to like the movie. Right. And as, you know, I, I kind of just going through comments of, you know, Halloween videos on TikTok alone and seeing what people are saying, there's so many people that do kind of say... You know, they they didn't like Corey because he took too much time away from Michael. And as we were sitting in the theater watching it, I didn't really feel like that. I just felt like it was a lot, again, at once. Like, you're, a lot of people were saying you watch, it's like watching two movies at the same time. It is watching two movies at the same time. It's you're watching Corey's journey with Allison, and you're watching Michael's journey with Lori. Yeah, as slow as it can be, but it's it's strangely paced, which you and I have, have said. So you know, we're we're going to be upfront that we yeah. don't, the movie is not without its criticisms. Not at all. It's just that some of the criticisms are a little weak, in my opinion. Right, and I'm not going to say it's a bad movie just because there's 
not a lot of Michael because I'm also a fan of movies like Godzilla where you get minimal screen time with the big guy. And Michael and Myers it's just is just Godzilla. Effective. Right. It's like Michael Myers doesn't have a lot of screen time anyway. He did in you know, Halloween Kills, like, obviously. Right. He, it was really up in your face. But the thing is, like... He didn't have a lot of screen time in the original, in the 1978 film. Right. Like, that's the thing. Like, but that's not a valid criticism, in my opinion. I just feel like you're not ever... You're always going to have these wave this wave of people who just don't like something because if people wanted more Michael and they did that, then they would be like, uh, it was just like Halloween kills again. Can you do something different? Exactly. Halloween kills. Is but what, then you yeah. do something different and you're shit on and it's like, just enjoy it as it is. But I agree that there are faults in it in again, that you could have said, Hey, this last movie is going to be two and a half hours. I don't give a fuck. It's Halloween ends. Like I'm yeah. going to watch two and a half hours, three hours, four hours. Doesn't matter. Maybe, so maybe you fucking tie up that story. <laughs> right. So if it, if it gave it the extra time to fill in what I feel like was left out, like I feel like he was forced to cut down his movie and cut down some of his ideas that he had for it to really flush out everything that we want. Because I feel like he's someone who understands what fans want and tries his best to do that. I, I just don't see that it was all him, you know, not giving us everything that he wanted to. I feel like he was really forced to hold back or edit back. Well, I mean, David Gordon Green, the, uh, who you're talking about, he, he, he's, he went on record and even said that he wanted to do things in this movie. Like we we like, yeah. like you'll see the, there's you know stories out there right now that he, wanted to tie in Silver Shamrock, yeah. which would make Halloween 3 season of The Witch canon, you know, in, in all of this. And it made sense because you have the trick-or-treaters in Halloween Kills, if you guys didn't notice. If if you guys are the people who've never watched Halloween 3 because it doesn't have Michael Myers, just go fucking watch the movie and enjoy it. Yeah, you're not going to enjoy our podcast if you don't <laughs> go and watch that movie but, and enjoy it because that's, that's a big part of our identity. Right. <laughs> but you see the kids trick-or-treating and then you see them killed at the park. Uh, or they're found dead in the park. Which they even have a cameo in the 2018 one. They have a cameo in the 2018 right. one. You see them walk by. Exactly. And then you see them actually involved and get killed and everything in that mm-hmm. in the playground scene. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but you've got the little pumpkin mask, the skull mask, and the witch mask, which are the silver shamrock masks from Halloween 3. And then when we sat in the theater to watch Halloween Ends and the credits came up, you tapped me because you immediately noticed the blue font like yeah. Halloween 3. Because I immediately heard the <laughs> Like that fucking <laughs> right. sci-fi soundtrack music immediately hit. Like yeah. I almost... I, and, and if you listen, the Halloween theme this time does kind of have it's, like it's an pretty 80s synthy. techno. It, it, yep. Exactly. Well, Carpenter's always synthy. I know, but, but like it more is, so. Right, it is 80s synthy, which, yeah. is, which is terrific. Um, but yeah, like it... I, I, I enjoyed the movie. And... Did I love it? No, but I enjoyed it. And I was right. able to enjoy it because I'm not sitting there harshly criticizing it for silly reasons. Like, it didn't have enough Michael. And, yeah. and, and like, you know, the, the, I won't I won't get on a soapbox about it, but I really think that with this, the stuff with... The stuff with these criticisms that people are lobbying at it that, you know, it was... That it was not enough Michael and they didn't like the direction they went with Michael and they didn't show Michael enough. It's like, they couldn't. They couldn't because... Every time they tried to do a sequel or a new story or a new thing with Michael, it immediately was shit on. Yeah. Halloween 2, brother and sister, people shit on it. Yep. Halloween 3, completely different movie, people shit on it. 
Curse of Thorn, shit on. Mm-hmm. Rob Zombie Halloween, shit on. Exactly. Now this one, shit on. It's all, you know, it's like... Well, there's even a tongue-in-cheek line in the first movie about the the rumors about the brother and sister. Yeah, and what did they say? Like, that was just something some idiots yeah. came up with. Yeah. Which it technically it was. It was Carpenter who got shit-faced and just and was just in writer's <laughs> block and, and decided sister. to write them brother and sister, which I love that. I yeah, love that but no matter what direction, you're right. No matter what direction they take with it, people right. shit on it. That's right. like what I was saying earlier. If you gave more Michael, then they would have said, oh, it was like a, a copy of Halloween Kills, do right. something different. You're going to have the people that want something different. And then you're going to have the people who are mad that it's not the same. Because as as we've seen recently talking about Hellraiser, I am so tired of hearing the complaint, it's not as good as the original. I'm not Fuck fucking that complaint. asking Fuck that. that. That's not a valid complaint. Because I, I don't disagree with you. I know that Halloween 2018, even if it wasn't continuing from the original movie, is not the first movie. And you can do that with any movie. I don't care. Like the new Hellraiser. I'm not comparing new it Texas to the original. New Texas Chainsaw. Texas Chainsaw. Like, Scream. They're all getting compared to the original. That's, I, I'm not ever comparing anything to her in the original. You can't. You, yeah, you can't. It, it's lightning in a bottle. It's once in a lifetime shit. You're not right. going to replicate it. I'm sorry, guys. But if you watch it and it's a good movie, then cool. And the last it thing doesn't I'll, have to be the original. And the, yeah. And the last thing I'll say about it is... If you want 1978 Halloween, go watch 1978 Halloween. Right. Like, that movie's been done. It's I want to see it done differently, and I got to see it, and I'm happy about it. And I can't wait for Malika Cod to get fucking greedy and let somebody <laughs> else make one, because it's yeah. going to be fucking crazy to do that, too. So, that that's, I mean, if you want old Halloween, go watch old Halloween. This is something yeah. new. It's something different. If you don't like it, it's all right. Just- right. I don't, respect that they tried something. Don't just shit on stuff to, to shit, shit on, on stuff. it. Exactly. All right. So moving on away from the Halloween <laughs> series, our other, you know this was. I was Nat- about ready to. I was about ready to cut you too. Mm-hmm. I was. Like, Let's go to something Look, different. She she saw me. She saw me stepping onto the soapbox and was like, "No, we're gonna knock. We're gonna." No, it's okay. <laughs> I feel like I, even though it's kind of some of our complaints, I hope it it also maybe makes people you know, see a different point of view. Cause, and I saw something really interesting. I know this kind of a segue off to somewhere else, but someone mentioned if you stop falling into uh, movie marketing, then you'll not be as disappointed with every movie. You'll be a lot happier. Yeah. I I think I saw, I saw you retweet that the other day. Yeah. It was, it's, it is brilliant. It's, you know, cause you and I, we don't go into, we don't we don't watch trailers. We try to avoid trailers at right. all costs. Right, it's like we see trailers at the theater, and that's pretty much it. Right, and, and that's all. Yeah, that's only a situation where we're forced to, basically. Right. <laughs> you know. And but yeah, even though we've seen trailers, um, we've had so many things that are misleading, whether it's intentional or not. But something that you know we've talked about before. You know, people were disappointed in Black Phone because it wasn't that scary because the trailers made it seem that way. Well, the trailers made it seem that way because, I mean, it is scary to a certain audience. Right. That's the thing. It's like, it depends on, it's if you don't follow into movie marketing. Mm-hmm. It was marketed to adults when, honestly, it's more of a young adult thriller. Yeah. Like, which, I mean, if you read the book, I you know, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is a young adult thriller. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the, the criticisms of film, you know, yeah, we had to take a little sidetrack there because these you know horror is a genre we love obviously we're dedicating mm-hmm. our time and effort to it and uh 
We just the, the criticisms like we, we just feel like why you know why criticize something that's just trying to bring joy to people? It's like, that's right. One thing I've if always you don't hated. like it, it's fine. There's people that do like it, but I also just want people to kind of open their minds a little and maybe enjoy more movies. Right. At least try because to. you know there's a lot of movies that we, we were talking about with just the Halloween movies, right. uh, which some of these we're gonna get to that. They're so bad, they're good, some, but we them enjoy are. them even though they're bad. Right. And I want people to be able to do that. I feel like people, everyone wants to be this like top critic, and it's just crazy. But yeah, the next... Or we next all, on our agenda, af- after our Sorry. digression there, uh, is... Uh, Trick or Treat. Yes, which you My named. My favorite. Uh, yes, you, Natalie named officially as her favorite movie. That's our yes. pilot debut episode. Yeah. Go back and listen to that. But that is Natalie's favorite movie. So of course we got to talk about it, but Trick or Treat... One of our favorites, 2007, Michael Doherty directing uh, an anthology film uh, where all of these different stories tie together and they all talk about the rules of Halloween. And we can see that that through uh, different stories, different tropes, different characterizations. Uh, We've talked about it when when we mentioned it being your Mm -hmm. favorite episode. But one thing I want to get into is, so I got to ask you, what is your favorite segment of trick-or-treat ah i knew you were probably gonna ask me that question find out the public wants to know (laughs) so and this is something too you know we recently got to see this in theaters first we did we got to see it in theaters during its uh limited run there earlier this year and it was absolutely amazing to me i i know that there was at least one or two people i interacted with online who kind of had the same reaction when the credits started i got a little choked up because oh, it is a movie violin, the oh dun, yes dun, it's dun, just dun. it's such a great fantastic fucking movie and i'll never forget like seeing the comics and shit at the the comic store for it and when that movie came out and i bought it and i just it it became my whole personality <laughs> it, it is it's your whole personality literally it's it's half of the decorations in our house are Sam right. and trick or treat decorations, yeah. which I hundred uh, percent love. We wake up in that little town every day. Yes, and little Sam is is not scary at all. He's <laughs> he's. I literally wake up and see little Sam everywhere. So yep. it's it's uh, it's perfect. Uh, but yeah, I. No, was, your favorite segment. Come on, it you was, gotta know. It was amazing to see it in theaters, as I was saying, but witnessing it and having the sounds play with the theaters a scene that was way more elevated for me than i ever thought it could be was the werewolf scene oh fuck yes and that is my favorite segment the werewolves yes yeah not only because i adore anna paquin can be amazing and she can also be not so amazing (laughs) as we've discussed but But it's okay trick or treat is probably my favorite she's a precious she's a precious thing and she sure is. I, I love her just this like bratty attitude character. And it just seems like it's girls having a party and they're just going to go get drunk and hook up with dudes. And that's what you keep thinking. That's what they they mislead you so well as that story plays out. And she's like, I want my first time to be special and all that. Oh, shit. it's terrific. The language. And you're just like, what uses. the fuck is going on with this story? Because all the other ones get into shit pretty quick. 
and it, it, theirs no, kind of right. takes That's their time. It, it, it simmers. Yeah. It really does. I do because love that it, about the werewolf story. It also pulls in one of the other stories with the principal, you know, becoming this. Which I was going to say, that's my favorite. The principal is my absolute favorite. Like, no disrespect to the kids on the bus and the driver and little Sam and all that, but fucking Principal Wilkins was is fucking my favorite. Like, He's amazing. I love that story. And when you talk about a scene being elevated for you in the theater, for me, it was the fucking kid puking. Oh, oh my God, God, yeah. The sound in a fucking Always theater. check your candy. Don't, don't forget to check your candy. Oh, my God. He's... His Dil- delivery is great, and that's another Dylan one Baker, where fantastic. they have that great mislead because he he you can tell you've you've seen that he has a child buried in his backyard. Don't forget but, to then, <laughs> but then he's getting all pissed off at his kid because <laughs> he's literally trying to bury a body as his kid is bothering him about trick or treating. It's like we're laughing our asses off because it's so. It is like, Trick or Treat, as good of a horror film as it is, it's fucking funny. It really is. It's got some terrific laughs. Like, you're like the whole scene with Principal Wilkins and the fucking son, and he's like, you know, because he's trying to hide the body, and then the body's like not dead, so he's got to like <laughs> smash it, and the kid's just yelling at him the whole time. It's like, yes, it's, it's one of those. I'm laughing a little harder, too, because it was literally like maybe two two or three days ago we were at the store and the way some kid or dad had an interaction i started chuckling because all i could think of was that part where he's like daddy Dad. come help me with the eyes Dad. daddy why is mom not here anymore like <laughs> that little weird like talking to himself in the backyard is just my favorite but it's funny that you say that that's your favorite segment because that leads into my favorite. I'm and I know they all interact it's all together. It's all circle. Yeah, but, absolutely. You know, you have this girl who's looking for her first time and then you have this vampire guy who's actually Principal Wilkins. Which I love that he wasn't actually a vampire because I'll be honest, when that like the first time I watched that movie, mm-hmm. you know, way back when when it was first released on DVD. Yeah, because you way... see him kill the girl. He's got fangs and shit. But it almost took me out. Like I was almost like, no, this doesn't belong. You know what I mean? Like the vampire shit. Mm-hmm. And then of course uh, I was it was just taught by werewolves. So you know right. what I mean? But it's like, yeah, for some reason him being a legit vampire would have totally taken me out. But the fact that it was just a gimmick, right? Oh, I love that. I. I do too. That's one of my favorite little details in the movie. It's kind of, it's really creepy. It's so creepy. It's very, it's he's predatorial. He's a creepy character. Right. He's uh, yeah. all around. I mean, he kills kids. He's basically grooming his child to be a serial killer too. He literally is. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of see it at the end. And then he goes out and preys on women. Well, like, we he's see the, crazy. We see at the end of the movie, the kid is wearing the dad's bloody shirt. Yeah, and he's and everything, passing out candy, which is funny because to me now that we've got the announcement that Michael Doherty is developing a sequel. Oh, it I makes hope me that little kid comes back. Fuck, if he's not, it's a wasted. It opportunity. has to be. It has gotta, to be Little Wilkins. We gotta get Little Wilkins. I swear, and he's got. Oh my fucking god, <laughs> it has to happen. Literally, I. Whenever they said it's an active development, which fucking don't tease me anymore with hyperactive it. development, but. Whenever they said that, that was the first thing that I thought of because he doesn't have parents anymore. No, he's an, he was an orphan. Right. And by the time this comes out, what, well, it'll probably be like 2025 before we even think about getting it, right? Yeah. That kid's going to be ample age to yeah. where he could be an adult serial an killer An adult now. serial killer. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And like, you know, you don't know how long the werewolves live. They could look like that, you know, do the slow I mean, age Anna shit. Anna Paquin is still in great shape. Right. I mean, she Rochelle looks amazing. Aoyotes, however you pronounce her last name, she still looks great. It's like you can bring the werewolves back and we could tell more stories yeah. with them. I and I know that they'll you want to use it to tell new stories. I get it. But right. Come on. But we having gotta get some, some cameos callbacks. or something would be really fucking cool. We got to get some callbacks. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but in addition to that, I think the other story that we both really love is our dear little Rhonda. Yeah. She's one of our favorites. Yeah. And She's just an awesome character. And which is why this episode is called You Mean Sawin. You Mean Sawin. Because of Rhonda and yeah. her just she's the most adorable fucking thing the whole movie because she's just this cute little kid who's scared to death but she loves halloween yeah but as we talk about trick-or-treat the whole point of the movie is it tells the rules of halloween and Rhonda, we see from the very beginning understands the rules Mm -hmm. and in the end that's what saves her yeah it really doesn't nobody else is well it's like one of my favorite little things that she says um Whenever they're at the elevator and, like, the one boy's really scared, she's like, keep the pumpkin close. It'll protect you. And it's like, that's such a witchy little thing to say. Which, of course, like, she's dressed as a witch. Right. And yeah. she and she knows all about its, you know, history of the holiday calls and it, things. Calls it Samhain. Knows of the uh, the ancient origins of Halloween. Yeah. yeah. She's very, she's very witchy. And just, you know, passes by Sam on her way out. And it's, it's awesome. I love Sam. I love the concept of... You know, I, yes, I just wanted them to have a predator moment like Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers where they just like slock hands there <laughs> as they're passing by. That would have been right. the dopest shit ever. Rhonda and Sam. Just fucking high fives. Buddy movie. I want to see that. Yeah. That's I, that's part of the sequel. Rhonda that is. and Sam. Rhonda and Sam. It's gotta be. Rhonda's like a keeper of Halloween. Right, right. But uh, no, I, I love the idea. Don't get me wrong. I love little Sam, murderous Sam. But even just the concept of, like, really keeping the rules of Halloween. Like, the I, and it's not that they're rules. It's the idea and their core foundation of what the holiday is. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's what ultimately I really, really love about the movie. Is, like, yeah, you get this cool anthology where all their stories tie together. But it's really, like, about, like, the, literally the spirit of Halloween. And to me, being a kid who grew up loving Halloween, like you said, with these horror movies made us who we are. That is one of those movies that I just identify the most with because I love Halloween so fucking much. Like, I know I sound like one of those Halloween is a lifestyle, which I agree with that phrase. And I, I am that, but it's like, I, it really not means no a lot Dunn to kind me. Of way. Absolutely the fuck not. No Ray Dunn in this fucking house. Yeah, exactly. Not in that kind of way. We're more like, we just we respect it and its origins, yes. which is what trick or treat is all about. Yeah, it's, it's it presents it as rules, but really it's just about it's just honor the tradition yeah. of the holiday. Yeah, and it's just the cutest like even which that, is essentially what his other movie Krampus opening. is about as yes. well. Yes, oh my god, I, mean, I can't wait to talk about Krampus. W- here in a couple months, TikTok, two months away, yeah. we'll talk Krampus. It's the only thing really about Christmas that I get super excited yeah. about is Krampus. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, so trick or treat, it's about respecting. The holidays, yeah, and uh, that's yeah, that's that's completely the message that he tries to convey, and he does it perfectly. Yeah. And there's somebody else who does Halloween justice, as we were talking about. Does the is, polar opposite? He's his name is Rob Fucking Zombie. <laughs> um, 
I just added the fucking. But Rob Zombie, one of our favorite directors, as you've seen, he uh, just has some of our absolute favorite movies ever. Yeah. Um, as we talked about, a lot of his movies take place on Halloween. We ju- just a little honorable mention here. The Munsters does yeah. have a, a good lands chunk of the Halloween. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's everything on lands Halloween. on Halloween. Uh, but the the two that we really want to focus on today, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses and Thirty One. Yes, the Halloween, the depravity of Halloween. Oh, he explores it in so many different ways. And House of a Thousand Corpses, of course, released in 2003. Mm -hmm. It was his very first movie ever to be released. Um, And I remember it had some weird origins. It was started in the late 90s. It was supposed to be a ride for Universal's uh, Horror Nights. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then... uh, then it became a movie, and then Universal, after the movie was filmed, Universal didn't want it, so he sold it to somebody else, and then they didn't want it, and finally it ended up in Lionsgate's hands, and yeah. Lionsgate uh, releases it in 2003 after a very long process, and we were introduced to Rob Zombie as a director, and we were introduced to the Firefly family, yep. Captain Spaulding, Sherry Moon, S- Sherry Moon, Baby Firefly, yeah. And uh, it was it, it has forever left its mark on Natalie and I, for sure. Oh, yeah. It is easily one of our favorite movies ever <laughs> it's weirdly so quotable. we literally just did a movie about how it's a comfort or a, i'm sorry a tiktok video about how it's a comfort movie it's it is it's a comfort movie like we could we sit there and we put it on and we can just kind of uh just be in bliss and just yeah. tune out and just completely be immersed in the world of the firefly family <laughs> and uh and the murder ride at captain yeah. spaulding's you know it's exactly terrific Every aesthetic in this movie, to me, is just perfection. And I am so happy to say that I was lucky enough to see this in theaters when it originally came out. And I was young enough back then that I thought it was really fucking disgusting and i was like this is amazing yeah it's funny i remember you you and i have talked about this our Mm -hmm. first viewing of it neither like we weren't like as in love with it as we are now right it's it's definitely and i think there's been a few people i've been able to convince to try to like give it a rewatch because i think a lot of people do watch it and they're just like well this just seemed like gross for gross sake and they don't feel like it it gave anything and then they just don't like it but to me, it's not really about that for this movie. It's It has substance to it, and it has some really basic characters that you don't quite get attached to. Yeah. Like, I literally attach more to the Firefly family than I do the protagonists of this movie. Which would which makes sense why Even we see the I, devil's rejection. Even though I fucking love yeah. Jerry and his fucking dialogue in that we movie. We love Jerry. <laughs> Dr. Satan! <laughs> Doctor Satan. Yeah, you know, we love. Uh, yeah, we love Jerry. We love uh, Rain Wilson, of course, playing Bill. Right. Uh, but yes, you can't top Sid Haig, Bill Mosley, Sherry mm-hmm. Moon. They are the perfect trifecta of villains, and this yeah. movie presents them. And who can forget? Like, I, it's funny. Like, we love Bill and Sherry and Sid, but really, like, what makes House of a Thousand Corpses for us are some of these minor characters, like. Uh, Matt McGorry is tiny. Karen Black mm-hmm. is Mama Firefly. Oh, Mama. Yeah. yeah. Robert I Nix mean, her and, uh, her entrance in that yeah. movie, just like kind of slowly walking through the living room, wearing just the aesthetic that she has yes. when you look at her. That old bordello kind of madam. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. It's a whole vibe. And just the way she talks and she laughs mm-hmm. and she flirts and everything about the visuals of that movie there's not like 
there's never a scene where there's not a lot going on in the background. Mm -hmm. Like there's always a ton of shit on the walls or, you know, like shelves full of things. Like there's not just like a flat wall in that movie. No, no. From literally, right. Literally Mm -hmm. look like starting in Spalding's where every section of the wall is covered in pictures and weird shit. Mm -hmm. And then the pack rat home of, of the fireflies yeah like everything's just so busy and i feel like i always see something new but it always just adds to the scenes you know what it I mean? does everything is enhanced yeah by by you know everything enhances one another in the film visually the sound editing everything in it is just you watch it and you are immersed in that yeah. world and even those little cutaways, you know, we joke about it, but the skunk ape <laughs> yeah. visual, you like, know. Like, it's in, like, the weird negatives, or yeah. it's in, like, the heat vision, and then... Sherry's music video cutaway stuff. Yeah, you know? I was yeah, gonna say, very, a lot yeah. of that. I mean, even there's scenes that don't even make sense, like, my favorite scene, when they go to buy alcohol at a place called Pussy Liquors, Red Hot Pussy Liquors. Yeah. And it's a liquor store that obviously also sells porn, but obviously it it doesn't make any sense. It does not need to be in the watching movie the movie whatsoever. <laughs> but also, it does need to be in the movie. It, it is one of the greatest scenes in movie history because it's literally just Sherry Moon talking to this this guy Goober who works at uh, the Red Hot Pussy Liquor Store, and yeah. you're just like, "What the fuck is this scene?" And, you're, so and then you look back and you're like, that scene had no bearing on anything else in the fucking movie. But he left it in. Right. And to me, that says, like, Rob Zombie doesn't give a fuck. And no. I appreciate that He's about like, him. He's like, I wanted this aesthetic. I have this fucking song idea. I'm going to put this in this movie. Okay, so you think the song came before the scene? <laughs> I don't oh know. Oh, my God. How funny would that be if that was the case? If Rob oh Zombie wrote this song. And somebody's telling him, no, Rob, we don't need this scene. Like, we fucking need it because I just spent a million dollars in the studio recording this song. I, I don't know. I'll have to fact check all that. <laughs> that'll be, if that's the case, which I could totally see it being the case, that'd be hilarious. It would be. Um, but yeah, so House of a Thousand Corpses, if you can't tell, one of our absolute favorites yeah. and gems. And we will talk I could, more I about it. I could just it. gush over that all day. And it's honestly, such a we'll probably movie. just do a whole episode on the Firefly trilogy at some point. Oh, so that'd be We'll talk more about it. Um, But the other movie of Rob Zombie's, uh, so House of a Thousand Corpses uh, takes place over the span of a couple of days. Yes, but it does does land on Halloween. It does land on Halloween. And then 31 actually takes place on Halloween, hence Mm -hmm. the name 31. 31. So it is, uh, this is about a group of uh, uh, carnies, uh, carnival workers that uh, are traveling with their show. Uh, They stop off. Uh, in a little remote area. Another movie set in like the 70s for him Yeah, in as fact, well. I think we looked at it and 31 takes place the year before House of a Thousand Corpses. I believe so, And yes. it makes you wonder if they're connected. <laughs> We're not going to get into that right now, but it makes you wonder if yeah. this maybe takes place in the same universe. But uh, this group of carnal- carnival workers is ambushed um, and they are some are killed immediately, but most are taken and put into a game called 31 which is run by this group of three 
strange people in powder wigs. Yes. I really don't, they were really not given more explanation like about them serv- than that. Like nude servant women that right. hand them notes on trays. It and looks like they're having a good time. Don't get me they're wrong. They're like but, gambling yeah. basically on these lives. And that's the game is they are wa- they are throwing wagers on who's going to die first, who has yeah. the best odds, and these. Uh, carnival workers that we meet in the beginning of the film now have to survive. Yeah. Uh, the other thing we are introduced to in this movie from the get-go is Richard Brake as Doomhead. Oh it is God. literally our opening scene, and he gives one of the greatest monologues in film history, Absolutely. in my opinion. Absolutely. As he is about to uh, brutally axe murder uh, a priest. It yep. is, and when I say that, it is everything you expect it to be yeah it, it is it is incredibly brutal mm-hmm. um but yeah it's it's terrific we get this story of uh charlie who is played by sherry moon zombie who is our of course our final girl yep. of the movie mm-hmm. uh i think it's the first time that they actually that rob zombie actually ever made sherry the final girl because when you think about yeah. it you know she was so she's mainly been uh antagonist yeah or and an, then, or almost like an anti-hero lords of salem right. you know with heidi um or, you know but yeah this was really so charlie her role in this film really her first and i guess her only time is really a final girl uh, but of course you know she gets to the end of the film and it's her versus doomhead and to me there's no better dynamic there with sherry as this volt you know vulnerable girl turned fucking badass heroine yeah and doomhead this just vile reprehensible deplorable fucking hey, human hey, being hey, now. Hey, but he listen I mean, he is he, listen <laughs> he's a gentle man of war I'm a gentle man of war he is but we see the way he talks to this oh absolutely this lady he's... friend of his when he's interrupted <laughs> yeah mid-coitus oh he's a, he's an absolute dirtbag and i love every fucking thing about him he Doomhead literally is just he every... says awful shit to this woman i cannot stress how awful he, <laughs> he, says, he says awful shit to her but he also says awful shit to the people that he goes in to kill that's and true they basically you know they kind of go through like levels of of villains it feels very video game-ish to me it is very video game like well we let out this one crazy guy oh you killed him well here's the next level up and then here's the next level up and so basically they get doomhead final boss yeah like final boss level and he's just this sneaky smooth guy with like a blade that's maybe six or seven inches long and he just goes around and fucks people up and Uh, basically it all takes place over Halloween evening. So cool ass Halloween movie. It is. It is. And obviously Rob Zombie did Halloween movies and we fucking love those too. So, uh, he does a lot of Halloween movies. Like you said, we'll talk more about Rob Zombie. We've got more, plenty of Rob Zombie to come. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think this is a good time, uh, to kind of talk about what got us into horror as kids. We kind of talked about this in another episode, but Halloween movies, Halloween themed movies are really, mm-hmm. I think, got us hook, line, and sinker as children. Yeah. To love Halloween. I think you mentioned the, holiday, the double, double toil and trouble like a week or two oh, ago. Oh, yeah. Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, yeah. one of my favorite little made for TV movies. Yeah, I think that... you mentioned it on like one of the witch episodes. I love that movie. Yeah. I could, I could do a whole fucking episode on that. <laughs> trust me. Uh, but yeah, there's like, uh, when we were kids, that was it. Like, Halloween 
there would always be a new movie, whether it's Disney Channel or oh, yeah. ABC Family or... And even just the Halloween specials that you get in shows. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think Netflix and even Disney still kind of does that where they make a little playlist that you can find on their their platform that's like mm-hmm. Halloween episodes of this show and this show and this show, and you can just watch them, which is always really cool. Like, I think that they just understand people want to watch those specials because yeah. that's something that I've done as you know since I was a kid, like Garfield's Halloween and yeah. Charlie Brown. Well, we got to mention Treehouse of Horror. We're Tree not going to get too in-depth in yeah. with it because we could go on <laughs> about that forever, but Treehouse of Horror was a huge influence on us, I think, as yeah. as kids because we love The Simpsons. We but loved... also, we had Goosebumps. Oh, fucking Goosebumps. And you had shit like, I remember The Haunted Mask. They kind of aired it like a special. Right. It was like primetime. Right. Was, which was a huge deal. Like, and as a kid, you're like, yeah. my stuff is my, like, my, one of my shows is going to be in primetime. Yeah. to stay up late and watch you this. to stay up late. It was like probably eight o'clock. Right, right. And like, <laughs> the neighbor girls came over and like, we all sat in front of the TV with popcorn and watched it was that. It a big deal. And it's like, that was fucking Halloween as a kid. Yeah. But yeah, the haunted mask and Carly Beth. Carly Beth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like, Take off that mask, Carly Beth. Take off the mask. Take off the mask. Oh my God. It's just like. It, but it was so kid, fucking scary, it is. dude. For a kid, that's fucking scary. When it fuses to her face, hell no. And when she starts looking, I remember when she started looking down and oh, you're yeah. like, oh, she, like, she's like, it's fused to my skin. Like, that shit was, as a kid, that's terrifying. Yeah. Fuck, who am I kidding? I'm an adult. If you <laughs> tell me I put on a mask, it's going to fuse to my skin. I'm terrified. Fuck yeah. that. Absolutely. That's what we need. That's going to be the new movie that's uh, done for adults is the haunted mask. But it's going to be really brutal. Oh, could you? imagine i yeah i could i'm waiting for it <laughs> but yeah so uh goosebumps uh halloween town we talked about with the yes, witches episode another episode we uh we did recently and uh hocus pocus we talked about that a little bit too yeah um hocus pocus was definitely a big one for me yeah. right whereas mine not a halloween movie mine was witches right, for you know right. just any time of the year but hocus pocus being that it is set on halloween uh, it's in just Salem, a f- right? With witches, with witches, and these smart-ass teenagers. Like, exactly, I love it. It's Hocus like, Pocus is a perfection. Yeah, yeah. which is it's one of those movies that I think we've joked about. Like, uh, the Rotten Tomatoes is super fucking low, but it's like, dude, it's fucking Hocus Pocus. Right. I don't. I don't give a fuck about what Rotten Tomatoes says. If you could come, if anybody came up to me today, like Hocus Pocus sucks, I'm like, cool. I'm still gonna go home and watch it tonight. Yeah, like, I don't need that kind of negativity. Yeah, go away. It's, like we were talking about with the film criticism earlier, it's like, you know what? It's like, right. really, it's Hocus Pocus. Yeah, like, you, you're not. Getting, it's not a great movie, but it, it's a you're great not movie. Fucking Shakespeare. I know. That. And that's how I feel with Halloween Town, especially because yeah. like oh, that's Halloween even lower because it's just like it was Disney Channel movie. You right. know, it was just a made for TV movie. Exactly. But Marnie a... is my fucking witch. I, love, I Marnie. love Marnie. Marnie is the best. And Kimberly J. Brown, you and I uh, have gushed over how oh, yeah. amazing she is. Uh, one of our favorites to follow on social media, too. She's just mm-hmm. hilarious. Like. She is, and to me, she's America's sweetheart. I yes. love Kimberly J. Brown. She's amazing. I would like, that is one person where you could tell me she did the most awful shit imaginable. Like, nope, don't believe it. I don't buy it for a second. She's too fucking she's sweet. She's too pure for this yeah. world. So yeah, she is, um, she is one of our favorites. Love you, KJB. So yeah, that's, she will forever be a Halloween heroine 
uh, for us here at Horrorzoid. Yes. Try saying that 10 times fast. That's a difficult one. <laughs> but we're moving on to another H. We're talking Haunt. Yes. Haunt, um, you had been wanting to see this for a while. Yeah, you, I was really fascinated by the yeah. posters with the masks. Uh, and that was really well, it. Yeah. And uh, masks are a great way to hook you. You are a sucker yeah. for a good mask. That's... I'm a sucker for a good mask. Exactly. Wink, wink. <laughs> so, but I saw them and I thought they're just really cool. They kind of reminded me of like your vintage Halloween mask, but kind of redone in this weird, just strange kind of way, like the ghost mask looking one. Um, and that was really it. Besides, I didn't know shit about the movie. I was like, it's a Halloween movie. There's a haunted house. And there's cool fucking masks, like killers. Um, and we finally sat down and watched it, and I was pleasantly surprised. It's just a really cool fucking Halloween movie. I was pleasantly surprised as well. Um, when you first mentioned it to me, I, I looked it up and saw that it was uh, directed and produced and written by the guys who wrote A Quiet Place. Um, so I love A Quiet Place, and I was, mm-hmm. I was like, wow. So I, I really was... Surprised to see what they could do as directors instead of just writers. And, uh, man, Haunt was such a unique movie to me. It was because it's like, it's a slasher. It's a fun house. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like a throwback to some of those kind of slaughtery kind of movies. You know what I mean? Where people are just kind of like trying to escape. Like, like Fun House by Toby Hooper. Right. You know, and it's, 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 it's yeah, kind one of those a, old school kind of slashers. And it, it plays well on the creepy concept of going to a haunted house where everything's supposed to be scary but it's fake and having something real happen well because how many times has somebody said like oh this would be the perfect way to murder people this is right. the perfect way to you know stage a crime exactly it's like even it, yeah. the movie we were just talking about in trick-or-treat like he basically kills that girl and leaves her dead in front of a shit ton of other people and no one bats an eye because yep. it's Halloween. She just looks like a drunk girl covered in fake blood. Yeah, just a drunk girl covered in fake blood and, on the sidewalk. you know, there's been real stories of things that have happened and people thought it was yep. Halloween decorations. Yep. And, you know, so it is kind of this weird fear when you go into a haunted house. You're like, oh, my God, someone could, like, stab me right now. Yeah, and everyone would think I'm just acting. Yeah, exactly, because how, how are you supposed to know anymore? It's, right. it's one of those things where the lines Yeah, are haunted blurred. houses don't have safe words. No. <laughs> they have emergency exits, and that's, that's it. There you go. That's our idea. We're patenting that, the haunted house safe word. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to keep everybody safe. Make sure your haunted house has a safe word next year. Uh, but yeah, so haunt. It's it's funny we we joke about it, but uh, one of my favorite stories recently, and you and I watched a documentary on Netflix about it not too long ago, is about the haunts that go too far. Yeah, and there's it, a lot of I people. Think there's a uh, statement to be made with the movie Haunt. Yeah, and there's I I agree. Um, there's a lot of people that are uh, like minded with us that they don't like the things that go too far. No, um, that's especially not, that these haunts that are set up. Me at all. No, um, and I feel like yeah, this movie kind of it feels like it's going to push that limit a little bit, not in the way of like what happens to them in the haunted house, but the unnervingness. There's the scene in the beginning where they have to sign a waiver and then lock their phones up. They can't take their phones inside. Yep. If I went somewhere and they did that, I'd say no. I'm out. (laughs) It's it. Like, it's one thing you go to a place and they're like, make sure you silence or turn off your phones or don't take any pictures or don't record. Like, yeah, we've just 
we went to a couple haunted houses, they literally tell you, don't take out your phone, don't take pictures, don't record. And we had to sign a waiver for something recently for one of our haunted houses that right. we went to and tours. So, you know, it, you know, we're not, that part doesn't bother me. That's not uncommon. But yeah, the cell phone. Yeah. That's like, where, that's where I was like, oh, fuck it. no. It's like, that's too, it's, it's freaky. And it just goes downhill from there. And I'm not going to spoil haunt for you. I hope you go and watch it. Uh, but there's a really cool twist to uh, these killers and the traps that they have in this haunted house. I agree. I, I love the direction that it went, and it, it's it's fantastic. There's a great there's a lot of great statements to be made there. Um, yeah, I, I can't recommend it enough. Go Agreed. check out Haunt. We own yeah. it in so, yeah because it's it's one of our absolute favorites. Fun Halloween movie with some cool twists. And uh, speaking uh, of which. Oh my God. I've been so excited to talk about this, guys. So, <laughs> one of my favorite movies is Terrifier. And recently, of course, we got Terrifier 2 in theaters. We went and saw it second night in the theaters. And as recording this, it's been pushed into more theaters across the country. I think it's. Over, I they're said over, over five, nine thousand. They're over five million dollars made, right? In in its entire run, and it wasn't expected to go past one weekend. Like that's why we yeah. saw it the first that that second night because we weren't sure that it was going to be in any more theaters. We were right. only guaranteed through that weekend. Exactly. And now here we are, almost a month later, and it still has show times, and we're going into Halloween weekend, which they're anticipating huge numbers. Of course they are. But I mean, it's. It's so exciting, and I know I sound like a giddy little kid, but I remember the first time I saw Art the Clown and was like, holy fuck, I have to see this movie. And then whenever I looked into it, there was, we had All Hallows Eve, which was even before Terrifier, also a Halloween movie. But to see... Yeah, Art the Clown is synonymous with Halloween at this point. He's he's our generation, you know, not our generation, he's Gen Z's. Michael Myers, right? You know he is. He's the new, the new slasher for the yeah. for this new generation. Absolutely, and it's it's something that I'm I'm so excited to see, um, how how big it's getting because when you look at All Hallows Eve, it was super small, little tiny movie, very low budget, right? Terrifier. I remember I heard about it. I think not until maybe late. 2018 it was yeah. when it went to netflix it was when and it there was a netflix. little bit of a buzz online about it yeah, I was watch like, we really Mojo, need to watch this culture. movie yeah they were yeah. a lot of them were recommending it yeah and you know we finally sat down and watched it, i think maybe beginning of 2019 and we were just fucking hooked it's an amazing movie there's not a lot to the first movie no plot wise it's razor thin right but it's but it's terrifying and it's fun it's so fucking glorious then, I, yeah we you know we the always second talk, yeah. one it's it's just it's huge and it's fucking cool everyone keeps asking is it really that good yes it's that good it's that fucking good it's that good right it's it's probably we've seen a lot of movies this halloween season yeah from the end of september to the end of october and this last month we've seen so many fucking good movies yeah. and this year we've had so many great releases i i would dare say of 2022 terrifier 2 may be the best release and and, and i agree and it's also was the best experience in theaters because like you said we've gone and seen a lot and you know at different theaters and yep. different showings and whatnot but it was just 
not just the the people that were in the room they kind of added to the experience because you would hear all these audible gasps and screams you know the same time as you and that kind of makes it this fun like immersive experience to me having all these people who have the same passion as you watching this movie it's almost like an amusement park right yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. terrifier 2 is a lot of fun it's and so much fun it, it doesn't sound like it'll be long before it's on blu-ray and 4k and all that yeah and, and I, I think it might even start streaming somewhere starting monday box i think yeah, it starts Screambox. on monday um but yeah it's it's go you know find any way to see it, it it's it's worth yeah. it no matter how you're seeing it whether it's in theaters whether it's streaming it, whether it's you know buying the the Blu-ray DVD, it's it's so worth it. Terrifier two is probably the best movie of twenty twenty two. I it, agree. Yeah, it, and like think and, about think about all the fucking great movies we've got this year, and we're right. sitting here telling you, as of you know Halloween weekend twenty twenty two, Terrifier two, it's is it. The, it's it's tops it, for twenty twenty two. Damien has has made it. I feel like this is. It's such a huge thing, and I love seeing how excited they are every time it hits another milestone. Right. Or, you know, they've gone from 800 theaters in the States to 1,000 theaters, and it's like, that's a lot. That's it's a almost lot like more. It, it's the little engine that could have horror movies. <laughs> yeah, it really you know, is. And it's Which been shows so you cool that we're just a it. bunch of sappy idiots, because it's like, right. you know, horror yeah. fans, we're so, yeah, we're so bad. We're such, we're such badasses, but here we are just like, we're so happy for Damien and Lauren and David and everybody with that movie. Oh, it's man, just, Lauren's a, a fucking delight. Yeah. I love being They're able to, so to interact with her online anytime she likes or comments or like anything with me i'm like (laughs) because she's just she's so cool like her character in terrifier 2 absolutely fucking amazing like super passionate about halloween just i love her character so much and then it just lauren as an actress or as a person i'm sorry is just she just seems so cool and fun and genuine and I really hope she starts tagging along with them at these conventions and it's not, they can have a, a third and even a fourth with uh, the boy that plays the brother because he was great. Yeah, the, the whole, yeah, phenomenal cast. Terrifier, Terrifier 2, All Hallows Eve, uh, just phenomenal introduction into Art the Clown. We kind of, you know, we have, we would, uh, and there's an All Hallows Eve 2 that Damien was not involved in, but right. still kind of involves Art the Clown. So, that's kind of uh, iffy on canon, but you know, we, it, when you look at All Hallows Eve, Terrifier, and Terrifier Two, it's this really interesting trilogy and mm-hmm. this evolution of this character, Art the Clown. Yeah. And not that that's where it's going to end. It sounds like we've got Art has a huge future in horror. Yeah, right now. say he with Terrifier Two broke his story wide open. Like he just he gave us so much in Terrifier Two. Yep. Like I don't know how we ended up with like, over two hours of art the clown but i'm happy that yeah. we did and it looks like we're gonna get a terrifier three which will round out the terrifier trilogy i don't know if they're gonna keep doing movies beyond that but i know damien has been open that he still plans to continue art story so yeah. it sounds like as long as he's going right now we're gonna get more art the clown and i, I don't know anybody that's disappointed about that right now he's nope. become a huge <laughs> horror movie icon yeah. i think damien leone like you were kind of tapping at earlier i think he's hitting that status where He's going to be that next name that you can put as a producer. Yeah. He's going to be like the next Guillermo del Toro. It's like Damien Leone presents. They'll be like, oh, he do that fucked up art, the clown dude. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. he's just earned that reputation now. He has cemented himself as you put his name on it. We're all going to go see it. Like, I yeah. guarantee you, 
he's going to have that kind of legacy where yeah, we all ran out and watched every single Damien Leone movie. Like literally, I think yesterday uh, they were talking about Oscar nominations. Like people oh were pushing God. Oscar nominations. It's never going to happen, but and like, that's cute. And yeah, there were people like, well, they really fucking hate horror, but let's see what we can do. And I think the fan base is growing at such a rapid rate. Like God only knows. I, I'm excited to see where it all all goes and hopefully in a couple halloweens we'll have a new terrifier oh i'm sure we will it, it sounds like it's going to keep going it's exciting uh so yeah we're going to talk about a few more here before we wrap up one that we saw a few years back that we really enjoyed called tales of halloween mm-hmm. it's another anthology kind of style movie uh with one overarching kind of narrative that ties everything together feels a little vhsy for halloween it's very vhsy you know because you have a bunch of different directors and things like that doing their own mm-hmm. little minis you know so uh it's it's just a fun one i enjoyed it there were some that were better than others you know i feel like you get that with these kind of movies but I really, I was surprised pleasantly with it. I was really, I I agree, pleasantly surprised. It's one of surprised doesn't get talked about more because it was, it was very well done. Like it was not a bad, like you said, some are better than others, but there wasn't a bad one. No. Like it's, it's not like uh, you watch a VHS and you're like, oh, one was shit and one was, you know, head and shoulders above the others. They were all very, very well done. Uh, Adrian Barbeau, you know, horror legend. She uh, kind of does like the overarching uh, narration uh, voiceover there. So she's terrific in it. I know one of your favorite guys, Sam Witwer, uh, yeah. did one of the segments. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, yeah, you were gushing the whole time. Uh, so, yeah, there's some great little, uh, great little stories there. Great cast, uh, terrific directors that they were able to get for it. Uh, so, yeah, Tales of Halloween, great anthology style movie kind yeah. of in the vein of trick-or-treat it's fun yeah and vhs so yeah check it out for sure uh the next couple we're going to talk about <laughs> are not so good though um do you want to start with the worst one or do you want to start with the one that's a little bit not as worse <laughs> because they both fucking suck in my opinion but a little bit not as worse both fucking suck so we were kind of talking about what is it between these two movies that makes one better than the other and the only thing that I say makes one better than the other is that it's so fucking over the top that you're laughing more than you're scared. And I feel like it can still be like watched in an enjoyable way with other people. And it's called Hellfest. So yeah, we're going to talk about the one that we liked a little bit better. Not by much, but a little bit better. Hellfest. <laughs> uh, so Hellfest is a flaming pile of shit it is it's so bad it's like and you don't hear me shit on movies a lot in in this you won't hear me shit on movies a lot in this podcast trust me but i fucking hate this movie it was it's literally like i just remember the plot was like there's somebody there's somebody goes to haunted houses and kills people so hear me out you and you agreed with this and we were kind of talking about this earlier with with haunt um, and this is why I say Haunt did it better. Haunt did what Hellfest wanted to do, but better. Haunt did fucking everything better than Hellfest. <laughs> it did, but it Hellfest was actually does a good have... fucking movie. <laughs> Hellfest has a cool concept of not just a haunted house, but like a, a whole fucking theme park. Like you know, think like Halloween Horror Nights. Like it's huge. 
But it sounds you, good on paper, and it even has Tony it, Todd in it, which it, I fucking it does. You know, like, Tony Todd's my guy. Like if he's in it, I will watch it. But even this, I'm like even with Tony Todd, couldn't save this fucking movie, man. No, because like the acting of the main cast is so they're bottom fucking rate. It's they're, not even funny. They're caricatures. They're caricatures. For sure. of caricatures. They're like yeah. Somebody watched a Scooby Doo and said, "No, this is fucking acting, bro." <laughs> No, like you see like that, Scoob. right? Yeah, like like Scoob. That's fucking Shakespeare, yeah. dog. No, it's not. <laughs> That's how bad this fucking cast is. Like they watched some Hanna Barbera shit and thought to themselves, yes. "I'm bringing this to life." It's like Archie and Jughead, but bad. And right. It's so bad, and um, yeah. So that's Hellfest. Um, yeah. I don't recommend it. There's there's like maybe two scenes. There's maybe two scenes that are like, okay, Uh, but like I said, it's at least I remembered more of it. I think because we were laughing so much. But the other let's talk about the other movie, the one that we said was even shittier than that. Oh God, it's so for fucking gettable. It's It's called called Trick. Trick. I'm sorry if you like this. It's another one where Hulu. If you want to see how this fucking awful flaming pile of shit is. <laughs> but oh. again, it's another one where you have a concept that's decent, but there's just the shittiest execution to me. But it's a Halloween movie. So, like, if you need something to watch, I feel like Hellfest would be good if you're a drinker because there's a lot of drinking game opportunities with Hellfest. You could totally do Hellfest. drinking games with that. Yes, yeah. I agree. Um, not, you know, telling you to go drink, but, like, if you do that or whatever. If um, you're 21 and over, be responsible. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, you know, whatever you want to do with the movies. Um, but Trick is, Trick is fucking terrible. Trick and is, Trick was disappointing was because look at the fucking cast. You have Omar Epps from Scream 2, Jamie Kennedy from Scream 1 and 2, Tom Sex Adkins <laughs> couldn't even save this movie. Yeah. It was It was just so again, it was so forgettable. Pretty like, sure I fucking fell asleep. For I was a few literally minutes. I was kind of just looking at, you know, Halloween movies and thinking about what we wanted to talk about. And I was looking at Trick, I'm like, did we watch this? And Sadly. I asked you and you're like yeah, and I had to look up the plot, and I'm like, oh, yeah, the kid that stabs a bunch of kids at a Halloween party starts this weird fucking whatever it is. Um, I don't know. Uh, again, it's a really just not a good movie, but yeah. it's a Halloween movie, so we wanted to Hellfest talk about Hellfest and Trick are Halloween movies, yes. So those are those movies, yes. If you're looking for drinking games, if you are a masochist, if you hate yourself, yeah, go ahead and watch these fucking movies because they are, oh, like, again, you're not going to hear me badmouth many movies on this podcast because I like celebrating movies, but they are, they're, they're garbage, man. Yeah, Trick is uh, trick is half star for me out of five. Half star out of five. Hellfest, yep. I'm going to give one and a half I, uh, see, I, okay. for, for the potential of enjoyment with a crowd. I feel like Hellfest is the perfect movie that needs to get... Uh, the Mystery Science Theater 3000 treatment. Oh, the yeah. Riff Tracks. Yeah, it's Mono's Hands of Fate bad. <laughs> it would be great for Riff Tracks. Right. But it, it's Hellfest, I would I would agree with you on Trick. I'd give it half a star. I would only give one star. <laughs> I wouldn't even be generous enough to give it another half star for Hellfest. They're both shit-tastic. Right. There's another t-shirt idea. So there's those. Maybe it'll save you, but I'm a big... Uh, 
you know, person who, who doesn't really care what other people rate things. So I also kind of want you to just go watch it and yeah, not please take our go opinion watch it. because I have seen people like trick and I've seen people mention Hellfest and things poor fucking souls. and <laughs> it just, it wasn't for me. And, and that's okay. But terrifier, absolutely. 10 out of 10 out of a thousand out of a thousand kajillion. It's, the fucking greatest movie. Yeah, those yeah, those are our recommendations. And before we leave you, we have one honorable mention. Yeah. Because technically it's not a Halloween movie, but it is uh it takes place on the night before Halloween, Devil's Night, and of course we're talking The, the Crow. Crow. Uh of course the late great Brandon Lee bringing Eric Draven to life. Uh sadly, of course, Brandon Lee lost his life during the filming of the movie in the infamous incident uh where, you know, the prop gun wasn't a prop right. <laughs> it was uh really bad um but yes uh so the crow one of our absolute favorite it was movies. a faulty faulty prop. it was like it had the it was loaded with like the old shell mm-hmm. basically yeah 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 it's it watch cursed films if you if you can it, yeah. it's, it goes into detail about the incident and, and, that's another and series we, that's yeah. on shutter yeah. so uh, yes we're still up shutter's ass we love you shutter Still looking for sponsors, buddy. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, yeah. So go watch Cursed Films on Shutter. It talks about the tragedy in which Brandon Lee lost his life during the production of The Crow. But uh, The Crow, what he left behind was a phenomenal legacy with that film because it mm-hmm. was, it, it was just this unique blend of action and horror, noir and suspense, thriller, drama, romance, romance. tragedy. It, it had everything, and it and it really has this this '90s vibe to it. Yeah, it's one of the best soundtracks you'll ever hear with the Cure and it's Nine a, Inch Nails. The Crow seems to be very popular costume. I've noticed. I've seen a lot of makeup yeah. videos. I mean, it was it was a pop culture phenomenon too. Because I yeah. mean, hell, look, we we even got a, a professional wrestler who changed his entire look mm-hmm. to be the Crow. I mean, right. if you're a wrestling fan, Sting mm-hmm. literally based his entire look on this movie yeah so yeah it's it was uh it was a a huge monumental film and uh we would be remiss if we didn't mention it because again it's not a halloween movie but it's devil's night the night before halloween it leads into halloween it does it does and yeah eric draven can only come back and get his revenge for that limited amount of time on devil's night on devil's night it's uh it's terrific i i I love this movie. It's a comfort movie for me too. Oh my gosh! Something fucked up about us. I, I get it. That that's one of those movies when he's like, you know, when he has they take the girl's eye out. That's a comfort movie. Yeah, for us. sure. <laughs> it's uh, it's the music, it's the vibe, and it's the rain. Yeah, yeah. Can't rain. Was it can't, can't rain, rain all, all the, the time. time? Eric. Eric. <laughs> such a yeah, such a fun movie. Such a good movie. But it's a it's a downer fun movie. Yeah, it's like but if it's your idea of a good time romantic. is not a good time, it's, like, it's those, that movie. I feel like it's it's very female gaze because uh, I want 100%. I want my man to come back on Devil's Night and avenge my death. So. Right, it's it is it is there's something there for everybody. Yeah, in a romantic in all of us. Exactly. Yeah. If you, you, you but it's but there's also like that cop story to it. So like I said, very noir. Right. Yeah, it's it's very funny film in that mm-hmm. way but i i enjoy everything about it so, yeah. me too yep. it's a it's a great honorable mention so yeah still i'm gonna say it's a halloween movie 
We oh, can yeah. still we can still oh, watch yeah. it for Halloween. We'll still enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so that's all we've got for this episode. This has been so much fun. These are just yeah. the tip of the iceberg on our favorite Halloween movies. You know, obviously we're going to talk more about the Halloween franchise as time goes on. We're going to talk more about <laughs> Rob Zombie. Yes, we're going to get m- even more passionate than we did yeah. at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, we're we're going to talk in Terrifier. You know, we're going to give. We're going to give so much more attention to all these movies, but yeah. if you're listening, if you find us on Halloween, if this is your first episode, then welcome, and I think this gives you a good sampling of who we are. Yeah. For those of you who've been listening to us uh, for a while, thank you for being with us as long as you have. Yes. Uh, we plan on giving you plenty more past the Halloween season. It's only about to get even spooky. Absolutely. Going into the holidays. What's more terrifying than the holidays. <laughs> I mean, fuck. I'm I'm shaking thinking about it. I uh, hate the holidays. All the fucking glitter. Oh, it's the worst time of the year. Uh, but we're so happy and so thrilled that we get to be miserable with all of you. And you get to be miserable with us. We're just going to be a bunch of miserable horror fucks. Exactly. And after we get to, post-Halloween. We'll get to talk about uh, cool horror Christmas movies, as we mentioned earlier, like Krampus and... Uh, we'll have new Christmas spooky movies, it seems like, coming out this year. Yeah, so we'll have got, a lot to talk about. Yeah, David Harbour is going to be in the, uh, what, Violent Night, I think Violent is what Night, it's called. Yeah. We, of course, you know, have tons of stuff like Silent Night, Deadly Night, that we can get into, Black Christmas, Krampus, all sorts of great holiday treats that we can get into. Stevie, the... you sound like you're actually excited about Christmas. Uh, for once in my life. This is going to be a lot of fun. We're excited to head into the holiday season with you guys. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, you Thank guys. Thank you for joining us. We are we couldn't be happier. The leaves are falling off the tree. We can wear cardigans as we go outside. Drink it's, my PSL. Oh, it's the best time of the year. So thank you for <laughs> sticking with us and... Thank you for hanging with us, and thank you for celebrating your Halloween with us. Yes, go eat yeah. tons of Reese's pumpkins and delicious what Halloween kind of candy. Uh, Reese, Reese's. Reese, there we go. <laughs> there we go. That's going to be a whole other episode all by itself. Thank you again for joining us, guys. This has been a blast. We will see you next time with another episode, uh, but we will leave you with this. You must really like Halloween. You mean Samhain, also known as All Hallows' Eve, also known as Halloween. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop every weekend. Follow us on TikTok at Pod and send emails to HorrorzoidPod at gmail.com with your thoughts, questions, and stories for us to read on a future episode. To all our Zoids out there, stay scary.